Now breathe in and out. One. and welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. You have me, Natalie, this week, and I'm also with another Natalie this week. Natalie, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Well, I am stoned, and today I decided to get stoned on one of my favorite things. I've got some amazing gummy worms by gorilla pharmacy of america um and i guess they have to like throw the gorilla in there because they're uh they're sour thc infused gummies they're like my favorite thing ever um so i've i've got those um were you able to get i know this was kind of like short notice to bring you in but like were you able to get stoned before this i was not able to get stoned unfortunately but i'm I'd like to say I'm high on life right now. I was going to say, it just means I need to take enough for both of us is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, like, don't worry, I got you. It's kind of like when someone lends you money and they're like, nah, nah, I was like, it's cool. You're lending me your stoned time. And maybe one day you'll be doubly stoned for for both of us, right? Oh, I got you. Don't even worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're just joining us, then welcome. And if you've been here before, thanks for coming. If you want to get stoned with us, go ahead, feel free, light up, do your dab, do your candy, whatever it is, however you get down. Uh, We do exactly what we say. We get stoned, at least (laughs) doubly stoned, and then we get social. And so this week, we're talking about something kind of weird, aren't we? Yeah, let's see. It's kind of weird, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but this was one of my stoned ideas as I was thinking, what the heck would aliens think about us if they knew some of the weird things we do and think and feel? Like, if there was an alien invasion, like, what would be some of the most weirdest, confusing things that we do that they have to kind of understand? If that makes sense. (laughs) I'm already like, the aliens already know what we're up to, and that's why they stay away from us. Absolutely. I think... Like, this is a weird planet. (laughs) I think they've seen us, and we're... Maybe we're just, like, the Disney of... The Disneyland of, like, the universe. Like, oh, you just... You only go to Earth for vacation. Like, don't... (laughs) Don't stay and don't eat too much candy and come back um so i started thinking of like just really weird things that it would be hard for an alien to grasp or just decipher about what we do um and the first thing i thought of which is something i i'm not (laughs) partial to them but i know lots of other people are um superstitions i always think superstitions are very very weird to understand do you have any superstitions oh man um i probably would say i have a really weird thing with like mirrors and salt (laughs) like i yeah mirrors i always get like this really weird like panic attack if i break mirrors i'm a klutz so i break things (laughs) a lot and like i had like a mirror like tray that I broke the other day and I just kind of was like, Oh no, that's seven years of bad luck. And (laughs) I, 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 I'm in my head. It's like, if you still keep it around, maybe, maybe that fixes things. So I'm, I'm going to hang this mirror up anyway. (laughs) So like, if you keep the mirror that you've broken, like if you just like honor the mirror, maybe like the bad. Yeah. If you ask it for forgiveness. You asked me for forgiveness. Yeah, that and salt. Any anytime you spill, I spill salt. I just it, to me, it's all that Black Friday and Black Friday, Friday the thirteenth. 
I love Friday the 13th. Like, I, I love Friday the 13th. 13 is actually my favorite number, and I know that's weird, but um, I've totally embraced the opposite of, like, superstition. Like, I used to be like, oh, I have really bad luck, and, like, I even have a tattoo that has to do with having bad luck, and so um, it's one of those things that I used to embrace, but I don't really believe in luck like that anymore. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in luck either. It just, I think, I mean, I think that's a complicated subject <laughs> of luck, <laughs> actually. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm just a do, like, what is it, duality? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. me. <laughs> it's I'm for it and I'm against it. Because <laughs> when it's good, when it's good, I'm like, yeah, I am lucky. And then when I see someone else be lucky, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like, you're so, you're not lucky. For and and superstitions are I, the reason I like superstitions is because it's not something that's inherent to like say Americans or something. It's this is a worldwide thing. There are superstitions all around the world. I have traveled and I am always super excited to see what some of the superstitions are. Like in Japan with the number four, um, you know, I I pretty much exploited that when I went there and got a lot of cheap rooms to stay in that were number four or the hotel number four um got really cheap rooms in that way so this is like this is why i like superstitions because they're they're universal like they truly are everywhere and if you for some reason don't know what a superstition is um i feel really bad for you um and <laughs> anything anything there's there's so many things that i think people don't realize are superstitions but any any kind of belief or practice that you base on um where you put your trust in luck or any kind of other like maybe unscientific and like irrational or supernatural forces you know like the salt like not stepping on the crack because you'll break your mom's back and things like that um that's going to be a superstition so there's a lot of times where people say like no no no, i'm not superstitious um but then they they are absolutely superstitious they do superstitious things and so um, I like it because it's it's everywhere. It's true, especially with the number 13, as you brought up, um, because I worked in the food industry and sometimes you give out, you know, table numbers and mm-hmm. I would give out the number 13 and straight up, I've had people straight up give me the number back and be like, can I please have a different number? That's just not a good number. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're like it's it's gonna be okay. Like nothing too bad ever happened. Yeah, it's it's. I like the, you know, I think it's a very human thing that we do, and I really like it because it is, it is completely irrational. Okay, it's just it's it is always perpetuated by whatever we perceive certain beliefs to be, whatever experience we've had, you know, I'm assuming, um, I don't know how the mirror superstition started. I know how the salt one started, the throwing the salt or spilling the salt's bad luck. And so throw it over your shoulder, right? Is that what you do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just don't throw it over my shoulder. I just clean it onto the floor and it's the same thing. And it's so it's thing. it's the same thing. You you so see someone who who is like hardcore into that superstition might be like, well, you're not like you're still gonna get bad things because you're not doing it the right way. Um, and that's that's interesting because even though you might feel settled inside once you do that, someone else who does that superstition differently might feel differently and that's because it's just it really is it's the same thing that causes people to believe in ghosts and when our brains can't really explain things then we start to fill in the blanks and the more people believe in superstitions they found out in a study a few years ago um then it can actually improve the performance on a task so like beginner's luck is is a big thing that a lot of people really believe in um beginners might actually come out ahead in some cases because if you're new to something you're usually less stressed out about winning and so if you have too much anxiety then that's going to hamper your performance or it could just be a statistical fluke and so that's why in in, um you know chance-based gambling games they love the beginner's luck thing and so i think it's 
I think it's funny, you know, my husband does the, the pick up a penny thing whenever he finds a penny that's like heads up. He's like, oh, I got to pick it up. Um, and I'm like, no, dude, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I'm have too to. much of a germaphobe to do that. I yeah, sweep you, up pennies. You sweep up pennies? <laughs> <laughs> I throw them away. I look at them. I'm like, this is so useless. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. I'm always scrambling for them. I'm like, damn it. I need a penny. <laughs> Yeah, he went to go pick one up the the other day, and I was like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "Oh, right, right, coronavirus." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not worth it. That's that's gonna be the unluckiest penny you pick up, man. Don't pick it up." Um, so so mirrors are your thing. I know there was a thing that I used to, um, and and so I just said that I'm not really superstitious, but I kind of am because one of the things I still believe in is like the bad luck comes in threes thing. Okay. Ooh, um, it's <laughs> it's kind of like when celebs die and they say like oh you know if one celeb important celeb dies there's gonna be two more like there's always celebs always die in threes and and that's because people got that from the bad luck comes in threes but that's just com i know that's confirmation bias um it's just a couple of things go wrong and then i start looking for what is going to be the next bad thing <laughs> and um so i know that it's confirmation bias but that is absolutely something when something bad happens i'm like all right where's my next two like i'm i'm waiting <laughs> I'm waiting for them because I'm like I know it's coming I know it is <laughs> so I think I think aliens would have a really hard time understanding why the heck we uh we're picking up pennies and and dusting salt and not walking under ladders and saving mirrors maybe <laughs> yeah and keeping mirrors around <laughs> like crazy I like people that you just have a of, of mirrors just stacked up <laughs> just broken mirrors you've actually just doubled your bad luck by keeping the mirrors <laughs> just just it's, it's just a it's a memory of i didn't completely break it if it's shattered into several pieces like okay you know i'm i'm screwed i'm screwed now but this one's got a yeah. big crack at it and uh, you know it's a it's a fun little explanation to everyone as to why I have it still. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's that's my bad look mirror, but like, don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll um, trapped all the bad energy in there. <laughs> yeah, it just stays trapped and keeps reflecting on itself. I like that. I'm gonna do that next time I break something. I am absolutely clumsy. Um, I've been Butterfinger since I was a kid, and like I thought it would get better as I got older. Um, it hasn't. It's just now I'm just like I'm I'm more aware of it, and also like falling and shit now hurts a lot more. Um, I went to like walk out of some steps. Um, like last year, of like an apartment that I was at, and I was dressed all nice. And I was really happy. I had like a nice bag, and and I thought like yeah, it's gonna be. A great day I stepped outside I walked down the first step and then I tripped down the other four and I fell on the sidewalk <laughs> and um like people looked at me on the sidewalk and I was like I'm okay I'm okay and like I was okay but like later that day my knee was hurting I was like man why is my knee hurt what's happening and I was like all oh, right <laughs> I fell down steps early aftermath <laughs> um yeah I feel like I'm gonna be that type of old person who like breaks a hip like that's gonna be me just trying to bake a pie too the most casual thing <laughs> how did you do that natalie well i was baking a pie and i tripped and i fell just fell it happens doc. Just, it's nothing exciting ne <laughs> nothing exciting what's um what's your weird thing that you think aliens would not understand about what we're doing Oh, well, I, I feel like it would kind of fall. I, is it considered a superstition? I'm thinking now, but the idea of soulmates, I would say is something that aliens would be like, uh, what? That it basically the idea that in a world of billions of different types of people from all type like so many people that you're just supposed to like bump into someone magically instantly connect with them and fall in love for the rest of your life mm. that is yeah. probably the most delusional sentence I've said this week <laughs> you know I you know I know there's a big debate in regards to whether each person has just one soulmate or if someone has a lot of soulmates or if soulmates are silly and frivolous or 
whatever okay and i know that there's there's arguments there's good arguments for both sides and i i go down rabbit holes with soulmate stuff because i think it's it's just wildly interesting um but the new oxford american dictionary defined a soulmate as and it was just simply a person ideally suited to another as a close friend or romantic partner and in that regard in that without the metaphysical meaning behind it but just you know, new Oxford Americans definition, then I say, yeah, like we all have soulmates. We have multiple soulmates. Yeah. And I would agree with you that we do. It's if you're talking the, like it's, that one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's mainly this, because when we do have that mate, that first discussion with other people about soulmates, it's always like in a romantic, the one sort of thinking. And I think that is, probably why so many people are unhappy and cannot find the relationships they're looking for because that expect that bar is set so high from the beginning that's exactly what i read in a study when i was looking up soulmates that it's actually a bad idea if you're either setting out to find your soulmate or if you think of your partner as your soulmate, because thinking of your partner as a soulmate kind of shifts your focus in the relationship and gives you a different perspective. And so um, basically it, it, like you said, it kind of makes you, I don't want to say question everything, but you view, you view things differently. And so you tend to be less satisfied when you think of conflicts that happen in your relationship. You think kind of like, well, if this is happening and this is wrong or like we're fighting or this and the other, that person must not be my soulmate. Like they're not, they're not my soulmate. They're not for me. And it actually prevents you from like working things out sometimes with people. I I agree. It's, it's a, it just puts people in like a very, it just puts too much pressure. (laughs) It's way too much pressure on, on everybody. It's, puts too much pressure on your personal future because I think that's why people end up becoming complacent because they're like, Oh, this is my soulmate. And they, I think people confuse soulmates with uh, unconditional love. Um, and that this, yeah, that that person is just supposed to be everything. Yeah. And I sex every little box. I am, you know, I've said it before on other podcasts and other things I've written for the site, but I don't really believe in unconditional love from person to person. Um, I think when you get into unconditional love territory, you start to take, you know, advantage of someone. Everyone, everyone has conditions on their love in the sense that like, if I'm with you and you decide to go rob a bank (laughs) um, or you go murder someone, then like my love for you isn't gone, but it's definitely going to change because the condition in which we are interacting now is different. And so the whole notion of unconditional love pisses me off. I really don't like that that kind of idea that like I'm gonna love this person no matter what like it's totally okay to have boundaries to what you're willing to put up with and be a part of absolutely yeah it's I agree it's definitely like the lack of like maybe it's the whole lack of understanding what boundaries are (laughs) let's start there (laughs) um (laughs) but it I mean, I to met, to bring up what you kind of mentioned before about having multiple soulmates. Um, I definitely think that that is something um, that we as a whole just limit ourselves from viewing. Is again going back to that whole the one somebody who yeah. just accepts every little thing about me, even like the bad things, because then that means I don't have to change them because if yeah. that person puts up with it, like there's then, of course that then I'm okay which yeah. again it's basically like trying to make a relationship work without any effort expecting relationships to not yes. um, take any work yes when people say like I'll know my soulmate because we'll just click um you will you will just click with people who you'll just click with who people who are well suited for you you'll just click with those people but there are definitely going to be some people who you click with and then later on you have conflict with and that doesn't mean that you guys have any less meaningful of a dynamic it just means you've 
you've you guys have come to that human interaction of you know being with someone who you know now you have a conflict with I think my my husband always says like if I'm not the most annoying person in his life then he married the wrong person he's like your partner should be the most annoying person in your life and I'm like yay that's what I think about you you're the most annoying person I know like I love it I love it I mean I I reference for me my best friend of I think we've been best friends for 10 years now um I I always tell her I'm like you're my soulmate at this point it's like you understand me but we've had I mean when we first became friends in the sixth grade we hated each other I mean I remember her being like I thought you were a bitch and I was like well so did I bitch damn I love when when friendships bloom from like fury and rage when you guys are just kind of like we're both hating each other for the same kind of stuff let's just let's team up yeah exactly (laughs) we were like we both hate the same people I'm just kidding I mean I'm not but (laughs) we got along that way we definitely got along with realizing oh we're basically the same person why are we why are we fighting this yeah. This beautiful yeah. friendship that's blossomed. And I mean, and I think that's the biggest thing is you have to grow with that person as well for them to be your soulmate. I think people are like, oh, one year we're done. That means we're, they're my soulmate. It's like, it kind of takes time. It's not about that instant connection. Um, yeah. And it's okay if you do have that instant connection, but I don't think that that's like the marker for um, for soulmate connection. And it's interesting because a uh, NASA roboticist, there is such a title, um, by the name of Randall Monroe, actually crunched the numbers about soulmates. He, you know, tried to answer the question, what if everyone actually had only one soulmate who is a random person somewhere in the world? And he found that mathematically speaking, the chances of finding your soulmate, if there is just one out there for you, are pretty much slim to know he defined soulmate as someone who was in the same age range as you and so I think he broke it down and said that that means every person had 500 million potential candidates and then he went even further and was like what if you only lock eyes with an average of a few dozen new strangers each day which is a lot considering that like a few dozen people I don't look at a few dozen people every day but he was saying if you did then if 10% of them are close to your age, then that's around 50,000 people in your lifetime. Given that you have 500 million potential soulmates, it means that you have a one out of 10,000 chance to find that person. <laughs> that's just mathematically and, speaking. And that's exactly why I would argue that you're supposed to date multiple people. <laughs> yeah, just start, just start getting the numbers, like, boom, just like, all right, guys, like, just um what is it when you do the speed dating like just do your speed dating and exactly just you know swipe away um there's a funny there's a funny website I don't want to say funny I didn't mean to say funny um there's a website called scienceofsoulmates.com which I was perusing um and it's interesting there there's a very lengthy wordy site that has a bunch of theories um, that are quote scientifically proven um, to show that soulmates are real, but it's it's a lot of woo woo, and I'm okay with woo woo, but like only to a certain extent. Like I can't, I can't go so far with some of how they 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 get there. I am a person who believes that what you put out, you kind of get back. So, but it's, it's more than just what you put out. It's also like where you're putting yourself and who you're interacting with. So like, let's say you are a grumpy person. Okay. (laughs) And you, you complain a lot at work and maybe you and the only other grumpy person get along together and you guys are hanging out and all you guys do are, you know, grumpy and talk about like just bad things all the time obviously I don't think you're going to be able to really appreciate if someone is being nice to you or wants to get to know you and maybe you're actually preventing someone from wanting to get to know you because you have that sort of attitude and grumpiness about you so I do kind of believe that like you meet the people who are going to be best suited for you at that time in your life because of like what you're putting out and where you are and what things you're doing and so 
I'm not saying that soulmate stuff. I'm just, I think that that's how you end up finding someone who's suited for you and might be a better match for you than just like, you know, speed dating or something like that. Yeah, I completely agree with with that perspective. So, yeah, I think aliens would probably be like, what? What are you guys? What are you guys going about? Maybe like aliens are out there from their intercom, like, there are plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> They've already yeah. crunched the numbers several times. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we used to believe in that, but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Um, my, my next thing that I think aliens would just like have just the most terrible time trying to comprehend would be memes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And again, if you're just joining us and you have no idea what a meme is, thanks for coming out from under your rock and listening. But, um, and, and, and like, if you just haven't encountered any memes, just Google it. I'm not going to break down what a meme is. It's funny and you'll love it. Um, but I do notice that like, there's a lot of memes and we make a lot of them and we share them so aggressively. We share them. We share, we share memes everywhere. on the daily. Like, yeah, like it's I, almost like breakfast. Like some people read the Bible, I I read memes. Yeah, I mean, I follow a lot of meme accounts, um, <laughs> and I don't send them to a lot of people, but I like seeing them. Like I think they're funny, um, and I don't. I don't even know because memes are kind of really personal, but that's that's what I like about memes. Even though they are personal, usually it doesn't matter what it's from and what it's about. A meme can almost be funny to almost everyone. Like, yeah, you just show it. It's kind of like it's kind of like Vine, but not. Um, it's just it's just a real quick injection of humor that I think is easy to in such a yeah it's boiled down I mean it really I like have a love-hate relationship with memes most of the time I love them and then there are times where I see some memes that I'm like oh man that is such a complex issue boiled down to such a simple (laughs) image that it just doesn't justify the issue and it almost you know it like it misses that opportunity. We miss the opportunity for actual discussion. <laughs> and we then reiterate whatever that meme is, which sometimes I would say makes us more stupid. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Memes are kind of like an inside joke. You know, if you try to explain the two Kermit's meme to someone where you know one Kermit faces off against like the evil Kermit to anyone who has no idea who Kermit is or hasn't seen the meme before it's not really going to make sense yeah it's something that you it's just explaining memes or referencing memes is is like a hit or miss and most of the time you just look like a like a fool yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like the whole Paul Rudd, um, look at us, who would have thought? Not me. Like, that is an entire inside joke within, like, groups and groups of people who, like, have this mutual understanding and respect for that meme. Mm-hmm. I think that one's, that's a meme that will stand the, the test of time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they kind of feed our human desires for like novelty and competition because um, people want to come up with the funniest one or the newest one or the most relevant one or, or the like, you know, one that says the political one. I think it's just, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things where I don't want to say we want to one up each other, but we kind of just want to see who can come up with the next meme, like who's going to have the next funny meme what's your what's your favorite meme and like you can describe it if you want but maybe people listening will go look it up or they'll know it themselves what's your favorite meme my favorite meme has to be the tom the cat meme 
I don't know if you know this. Yes. No, I don't think it's I do. It's where it, it's like Tom the cat is like pretty. It's like a close up, and um, like some examples are like it's me trying out spear fishing for the first time, <laughs> and then it's like everybody at the kiddie pool, and it's Tom's <laughs> face like what the hell? It's like this like what the fuck kind of kind of look. Um. There, also, this is one of those me ones where it's like you doing something yeah. that's completely ridiculous. And I live for them. Um, my fav- <laughs> I think my favorite one has to be that opens a rare chest in an attempt to find epic loot. Other people at the funeral. It's like, oh, oh my god. That's a good one. <laughs> Any- I love the dark humor. <laughs> Um, my favorite meme is pretty classic and pretty, I guess, like, I don't know how old it is. I think it's, I think it's pretty old. (laughs) It's like from 2005. Mine is the Doge meme. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like such wow. Um, like I love that meme so much. Like I have no idea why it is one of the first memes that just made me like spit out my drink. Um, because, because I, I think someone, um, gave it to me on a birthday card and it was just like much birthday. Wow. Old. And like, it was like, <laughs> it was like many celebrate. And like, I just, it was, I don't know, like I will, I was drunk at the time, but that's just stuck with me and like I will I will make time for any doge meme ever (laughs) I will still I will still look at the doge meme and if you don't know what that is you want to google it. it's d-o-g-e um if you just type in doge meme it's just this like it's just this dog who doesn't speak in complete sentences um yeah, that's... he's sometimes like photoshopped onto random things. <laughs> yeah, like bread or chips. Oh yeah, or chips. Like, yeah. I I saw one where he was the sun. The sun. Yeah, he was photoshopped into the sun. <laughs> I um, absolutely. There's nothing better than that meme. It's so wholesome. Yeah, it's and that's that's the ones I like. I kind of like the ones that 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 play off of like animals or, or cartoons. I'm okay with those. Um, so yeah, I think I think aliens would be like, what the fuck, to memes, um, photoshopping dogs onto the sun. <laughs> they'd be like, they they have you guys have way too much time. Um, <laughs> what's what's your next thing that you think aliens would be like? What about? So I definitely think that if a alien ever came, <laughs> they would definitely be like, I, I can't, I can't land on this planet. They're going to kill me because we just kill anything that inconveniences us. And that's like a prime example with like any movie <laughs> with like a, that has anything to do with aliens. It's clear that we would abduct them, test them, <laughs> try and figure out what's going on and probably eventually kill them <laughs> by some, yeah poor human mistake i would i would assume um, yeah, I, guess but, I, ne- yeah. I, say I never thought about it but i am one of those people who like if i can i will like shoo bugs out versus killing them and it's not even in like anything like i'm not on like a moral high horse where i'm like look at me i'm letting a bug out um no i'm just it's kind of like if it's not bothering me then I'm like, okay, like you, you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. I can open this window for you. But like, if you're a mosquito, you're pro- I'm probably going to kill you. Like I'm no, no joke. I'm probably going to yeah. kill you. And I think that's the, I think that's like probably my favorite part of the, of the, of this type of discussion is like, we all do it. Yeah, we, all. <laughs> we all do it. And uh, I mean, for me, I definitely have developed a different relationship with spiders inside of my house. Because I think I had read somewhere online that spiders are nature's artists. And I'm a, I, you know, I consider myself to be a creative person. And, you know, spiders create beautiful symmetrical, like these beautiful geometric webs. And when you really look at it, you, I find it to be very impressive. So I'm kind of yeah. like, why would I kill another artist? So I always do my best. To not kill spiders, but I did have a spider in my sink the other day, 
a lot larger than I than most of the spiders I escort out of my house. And because it was in my sink, I just said, you know what? It's a lot easier. I just splash some water on you and watch you go down. <laughs> because it was an inconvenience to me at that point. I was like, this is going to take too much of my time. And I do not know if you jump. And I'm not looking to get jumped tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with the spiders. For me, I'm... I like that spiders catch other things that are going to annoy me, so I try to respect that. Um, but I also read that it takes about an hour for a spider to spin a web, which when it's done, is called an orb web. And that's when you've got like the wheel shapes and all these other spokes that come down and connect to the center. And so like I know that any web I walk into or whatever I'm like shit that was an hour's worth of a spider's life I just like totally just walked through messed up so I have mad respect for spiders like mosquitoes not so much but spiders yeah spiders spiders Spiders, I will do my best to not kill yeah like I it's kind of one of those things where I'm I'm like, I know that if I just leave you alone, you're going to end up helping me in the long run. And when it comes down to it, you know, you're talking about us kind of killing things that annoy us. It's interesting because with bugs, you know, we only need a little bit of justification for to be like, yep, kill it. And like, if it's if it's something bigger, like say like, you know, your cat or something then like you need even more reason to kill it and if it's a person jesus then like you need like (laughs) an even bigger reason so it feels more moral the more we value something and so it's not the same level of i you know i don't want to say like but it's not the same level of uh immorality that human murder has when we do that so we view everything through a human lens of reality and so that's what makes it hard to be like oh yeah like we're just killing bugs and ants and spiders and bees like i won't kill bees either i'm really big on not killing bees yeah i i think that's that whole conversation about speciesism um mm. which which is you know for those of those that don't know is defined as the assumption of human superior superiority leading yep. to the exploitation of animals so yeah, basically just awesome. like discriminating um <laughs> and you can't work your spider yeah you can't like and we do it with um just things that we perceive as uh dangerous to us but in a grand scale don't really cause us that much harm um for example with snakes i have many stories of my dad um who is a bus driver <laughs> who would tell me he's like oh yeah I saw a snake and I I ran it over purposefully with the bus because I didn't want somebody I didn't want someone else to have to be deal with the snake deal with the snake and I'm like man that poor snake just trying to cross the road (laughs) already putting its life in danger and like purposely going out of your way (laughs) um and it's the same thing with sharks you know sharks we have that connotation that they uh kill people um but they they don't kill that many people and yet we go out there we go and hunt them yeah yeah we go and specifically hunt them we're like just in case this shark decides one day like we totally play minority report with with like insects and other things we don't like we're like if you even think about it in the future we should kill you now because we don't want you having that thought um and like i used to have a friend who hated ants and would just like always knock over ant hills and i would get really pissed off because super colonies of ants have more nest than there are neurons in the human brain and they have more communication streams than the human brain has synapses and so on the whole they're probably more like probably very highly intelligent creatures and like we like i hate when people just knock over like anthills for no reason whatsoever i didn't realize you were such a supporter of ants because you too (laughs) i am i am fascinated by ants the fact that what is it i don't know they they can hold however much times their body weight is like blows my mind 
I'm a oh, yeah. full-size and- human and I can't lift even half of my weight. <laughs> They can they can carry like ten to fifty times their body weight, um, and I know that they can also like breathe underwater, um, like it's just like again when you when you present me with something that, again if I'm looking at it from a human lens perspective, and I think about like man what if an ant was a person, that ant would be ridiculous like <laughs> that ant would be boss. And so I'm going to respect that ant, even though it's little, it's still a little boss. So like, I don't want to mess with it. Like the leaf cutter ants. Oh, I love the leaf cutter ants. They are, they are amazing. Like I just, I, I have a lot of respect for ants because I don't think I have the patience to do what they do. Like they work together as a well-oiled machine and they just, again, they're mad strong, like, like 5,000 times their, their weight. That's crazy. They're that would be an effective species. Yeah, that would mean if you weighed 150 pounds, you'd have to be able to hold 750,000 pounds. That's dumb. Like, that's crazy when you think about it. How do they do that? (laughs) They're gods. They're little mini gods that just continue to procreate and will never cease. They will survive past us. Yep, they they've got stamina. They they're amazing diggers. They can excavate like huge like those super colonies that I was talking about. Um, they're super strong. They're fast. Um, like it's probably due to the fact that they're species forward. They're thinking about their survival constantly, and it's a community like yeah. mentality. It's not, you know, they don't have an individualistic society like we do. They're out there trying to help each other out because it's like, they don't they even bring their, if they can, they try and bring their dead back to the colony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yep, what? Yep. yep. The emotional intelligence. Yep. I, again, much respect. Much respect to ants. And I think aliens would be like, man, you guys don't even, you guys don't even care about that tiny creatures. Like, you guys are selfish. And so I don't think they'd, I don't think they'd get it. Um, the other thing I don't think they'd get, and I'm not going to go into a huge debate here because I don't even get it really. I mean, I do, but it's nothing I need to think about. It's just why we all have nipples. Just if you're not <laughs> given milk, if you're not, you know, meant to be, then like, what's, what, what you doing with nipples? What's, what's happening with nipples? You know, cause it's, especially men. I know they, you know, men love boobies. Women love boobies. I love boobies, but like, it's weird to love boobies and nipples and then also be like well I've got two nipples so why am I like getting all excited about those nipples because um they're not they're not the same nipples and so maybe aliens would find nipples pretty weird (laughs) this one is like this one's really a wild card (laughs) for me man (laughs) I guess all I'm thinking about are boobs it's okay. I, that's that's kind of the point. Everyone's thinking about boobs now. I think I read somewhere that it's just basically because in the womb, um, males and females, you know, at a certain point, we, you know, we're developing the same. And so we both get nipples and then the, you know, we kind of split up and then we don't need nipples for, for dudes. They don't need them. They're not really, I mean, yeah, they're not really for anything. I'm glad men have nipples. I think it would be weird if they didn't have nipples. <laughs> and then I think it would be another odd thing for them to complain about. Not Ken that they already have... don't complain about nipples. Does the Kendall have nipples on him? I don't think he has nipples, does he? He's a smooth butter boy. He is. Yeah, he's very. He lacks yeah. the nipples. Yeah, he's... he doesn't have nipples. He's the prototype. <laughs> It's creepy. They tried it and they were like, yeah, let's just keep nipples. It's weird if we don't. <laughs> but I mean, Barbie doesn't have nipples either. It's just probably because nipples are too sexual. Boobs are fake. So I think she just was like, nah, don't reattach them, guys. Just <laughs> I'm okay without them. You know, Ken doesn't have them. I don't want them. It's, it's kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> before you know it we will be surgically removing our nipples we will be well all this all this nipple talk got me thinking about munchie of the (laughs) 
because my my munchie of the week kind of looks like a nipple if it was square um as anyone who knows me knows i love anything cheesy or cheddar even though i am lactose intolerant so this week i've got cheese it's oh i was like is it cheese it's i was waiting as soon as you said nipple i was like it's gotta be cheese it square salty cheesy nipples like it doesn't get any better than that it really doesn't there's nothing better than that salt crunch puff (laughs) and i'm gonna i'm gonna do my classic rating with this so in terms of tastiness i'm given i'm given cheese it's like double double thumbs up so like four thumbs up like I'm turning the thumbs up and then I'm doing it again like I love I love Cheez-Its um and I know they have some other flavors but I stick with the original I don't need like it's perfect the way it is I don't want to mess with it um but you have ventured out I ha- yeah, yeah, of, okay. course. I've, of course I've ventured. I'm not a monster. I've ventured and I've tried some other ones, but I always come back to the classic ones. The next like other flavor that I like is the spicy one, like the jalapeno one. I knew you weren't going to fail me. I was like, she's better. <laughs> better yeah. bring up jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, the jalapeno one's good. The jalapeno one's good. And the thing I like is because, you know, I'm all, if you're munching, like the ease of eating while stoned, these are perfect. <laughs> They're little freaking squares. And even if you drop them, these aren't pussy munchies. Like they won't necessarily break and crumble. Like you can drop these in the couch. Like I've literally lifted up some cushions and be like, oh, wait, there's three, there's three uh, cheeses here. These are perfectly good. I'm going to like not not crush them up i don't necessarily eat them but i'm happy to know that they didn't they they weren't lost um and that's why i like the size yeah that's why the size it makes them they're perfect they're like good for little kids good for stoned adults um i'm finding there's a lot of correlation between the munchies i like and the mun and like the food i ate when i was in third grade so i'm very happy to know that (laughs) all of this cheese at eating um has paid off so this munchie is is one of my favorites i don't think i've done it before um it's hard for me to not get the same kind of snacks i always get so um if i don't think i have done cheeses but these are my favorite these are amazing so i'm happy with that next week it might be your turn if if i can drag you back it might be your turn to be i really don't think i'm coming back (laughs) (laughs) i'm done we talked about nipples we did it of all insects <laughs> just the aliens are gonna hear this one i will be associated with the podcast yeah it's happening it's happening we're human <laughs> we're um all right so let's also answer the stoner question of the day from kunwu and kunwu asked if money was no object what would your perfect party look like and other Natalie, I'm gonna let you answer this. I'm gonna let you go for it. What's your what's if money was no object, what would your perfect party look like? Because this is the Stoner podcast, this I have to. For me, the best party with if I had all the money in the world, I would I would shroom it up. Everybody is yes. going. We're doing a shroom party. We'll be safe, you know, but. We'll have, we'll have like a little moderator, but everybody in their own room, each room too would be like lit up and each room would have a theme. I would have rent out a house Nice. to enter. You got to eat a big dose, you know? (laughs) And that's the thing is I want to be that type of friend that's like, don't even worry about paying for it. I got you because this is a party with money is no object here. Wow, where do you, I mean, I've done shrooms a few times, and we're not advocating for shrooms if you're under 18, we're talking about adults here, um, it always, I always feel like queasy on, on shrooms, I've always hated shrooms, um, but then someone gave me some shrooms that they grew themselves, and they were like, these are organic, and I was like, yeah, all shrooms are organic, and they were like, no, like, I made these, and I took, I took that the shrooms and I was like oh this is what shrooms are supposed to be like now I see why everyone gets excited about them I'm not throwing up and feeling like the bed is a boat this is cool <laughs> I like I like this I have a, shrooms is 
shrooms is everything to me. <laughs> yeah, like I love them. No, I, I I used to have a friend who was really into them. I can't like. It's I I'm definitely more of I'm definitely one of those people who's like you can only to appreciate it you have to do it on rare occasions. It can't be doing it throughout no throughout yeah. your time. You have yeah, you to gotta, be like this is a little treat, and yeah. And then you need to mentally recover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I am with like, you know, LSD. It's like, that needs to be something that you do with like, you know. With a respect. deep respect. Yeah. As we're always because, saying, like we, we always talk about conscious use yeah. of cannabis. Same thing with the other drugs. Um, my party would just be Weed Island. Like I'd probably <laughs> just have an island that has to have beach and water and just like the middle of the island is just nothing but like weed. And since money's no object, um, I'm also just going to get um, the band that I really hate to play there so that we can boo them. Um, I really hate the band smash mouth um and so i would just hire smash mouth to come to the island and play for that night so that um so that we could boo them that would be part of my party they would be the music but we would boo them and we'd be stoned so it'd be it would be fun (laughs) i just i i the empathetic person in me is like poor smash mouth (laughs) You need to listen to All Star again. And then... I, you know, I, I specifically avoid it because See? See? I love Shrek memes, and that's just the <laughs> one thing that really irks me. <laughs> Hearing so that is, you know. is a terrible sound to my ears. You're invited to my party then. Come I to would. Island I would definitely go. be there throw cheese at at at, uh, at smash mouth i think this will work i'll come to your party and then you come to my my island and we're good we're good we're good <laughs> i love it um kanwu thanks for your question and i will be sending you a week's supply of cheese it's you were kind enough to go ahead and give me your address um right off the bat and so you guys if you write in and you send you send us your stoner question of the day you don't have to put your address until you get picked that's kind of why i picked kanwu though because i was like he's already gone through all the trouble so like i'm gonna give it to him and it was a good question um if you want your question picked you guys know how to hit us up we're on instagram at stoned and social we're at gmail stoned and social at gmail.com we're also on twitter at my serenity you can bug us inbox us do whatever it takes to get our attention and um, hopefully your question will get picked or you just have a topic that you'd like us to talk about and I guess that's all we have for today, Natalie. Yay. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Any uh, a friend of weed is a friend of me. That's pretty much what I say. So <laughs> so thanks for joining us, guys. And I'll be back next week with more information for your random, random stoner news. And stay highly conscious.